So, yeah, but I, I let him off the hook easy. I do that for you, too. I'm nice. <laughs> Kevin Smith ruined my childhood. I'm on it. I'll, I'll waste time, sure. Well, that dude got his bunghole shoved in. That was pretty funny. Wait until a week or two from now when I say I've never seen the movie. Shit-eating grin as he says this, knowing full well that it lies. Just lies. No, it's... I hate it. I hate it. They're hammering away, right? Wrong. Um... Yeah, so I told you the... Roofers were coming. Change the change it to this morning. They said they'd be here at seven seven thirty. They have to rip off at least two layers of shingles, maybe three, then put on the metal roof. I was like, "Yep, this is going to be an interesting show. We're going to be listening to bang, 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 boom, 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 boom." Yep. Uh, they showed up at six thirty and they left at eight forty. Oh, why? They were done already. Uh, because they brought eight to ten spider monkey Amish boys along and just got her done. Done. It's done. Well, that's good. Oh, it's awesome. Now I've got my other neighbor behind us that we don't like. <laughs> that uh, they're doing something with a cement m- mixer for a week. It just so that's what's running right now. I can hear it, and it's just some decorative crap on the front of a house that's not nearly worth putting that decorative of the thing on. I is this the buffer ladies or yes? Ah, your friends. My good friends. Yep. Have you made any contact at all other than glaring? No. No, no, other than the neighbor standing in the middle of the road when they were driving by and telling them that if they don't slow down, she's basically going to just slow down. Let's just put it that way. Because we got kids and dogs and everybody in the neighborhood does. Slow the hell down in this tiny little loop. One of your neighbors told these buffers that. Yeah, my neighbor. Oh, she has, it's, 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 she's a teacher and it's summertime where she gets lots of piss and vinegar in her and so when she sees stuff like that she just wouldn't stood right in the middle of the road until they stopped their giant stupid loud ass trucks and then she told them uh what slow they... the hell down i sent you a picture of the roof okay but yeah oh i mean this morning when they were ripping off the shingles i mean it the whole house was shaking the lamp on the end table was shaking from all the momish boys up there stomping around that looks good. Yep. Now we just got uh, gutters will probably be in the next week or two. And then we got to paint the house or get somebody to paint the house because I'm not doing it. Man, you you are fixing this place up. <laughs> Yipper. And I can show you the bill for this roof too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me see here. I can just pull this up real quick. Wrong one. Because this was... Less than half of our other quotes. This was for removal and for materials and everything. Oh, man. That's half of what everything else was? No, that, that was half of what other people were bidding us, yes. Oh. We, oh, we jumped at that. We thought we were going to be into five figures. Yeah. Uh, and so we, anything that we could get below that, we were going to be, okay, that's, we're in our, kind of our range. We got pretty far below that, so. Oh, good. Yeah, so, hell yeah. I mean, the the goal obviously is continuing to 
fix this place up so you can get out of there. Yep. Yeah. And there are some people speculating that because the housing market's so good right now that it, in th- three to six months, it's going to start tipping back the other way. Uh, you know, because there's something to consider. It is a seller's market. It's sell- everybody's selling like crazy. Like I said, that little house on the corner with no yard and a detached garage and it's smaller than our house. They listed for like 140 and it never even made it to market because they put a sign in the yard soon to be listed and somebody wrote them a check for way more than what they were asking. Sight unseen, I heard. So, wow. it's just the way it is right now. Oh. So, but But you, then, you, but then we have to buy a house, too. Yeah. It's not, was, it's not a buyer's market at all. So, what are you going to do? I mean, are you going to try, try to Correct. hold out as long as possible there? And I don't know. We're going to... I don't know. We're going to... We might have to move in with parents. Oh. And that, <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't know what that's going to do for this show, because... I, I can't do this if they're around in the next room or something. And I don't yeah. even know if their Wi-Fi would allow me to, because theirs is crap where they live. Yeah, it is. Yes, it and is. I know that well. At my in-laws, they have decent, decent-ish internet. Cuts out every now and then, but it's better speed. Uh, but they're both retired. They're home 90% of the time. How am I going to, like, I can't just be hanging out doing this. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine trying to sneak doing this while you're living in your in-law's basement or something? Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> and awkward. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pass on that. Mm. I don't Are know. You... There's a lot of questions. Don't know what we're going to do with the dogs while we're moving. or I, I don't know. I don't know. How are oh, we going to clean up Ayn's hair while we're trying to show the place? How are we going to... I don't know. I just... I don't know. But what... I've never sold a house before, so we'll see. Oh, and then just the process of packing up and moving. I've done it, been there, done that, and it's not fun. No, but you've done it a lot of times. I've only done it a couple of times, and it was mostly just my stuff. This would be the first time moving the family. I'm I'm ready for that. I'm not worried about that. It's, I would like to be set, I would like to know where our next house is and what it looks like and yada yada. Oh, I was so bad you'd move right smack to the middle of Killbuck. Like oh, right no. Into, right in town. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, we were God. just talking to some of our neighbors last night about water bills, because our water bill this quarter was a little high. And they, one of them lives in Killbuck, and they were telling us about, oh, we pay that monthly sometimes. I'm like, what? Why? Oh, yeah. Water, because water is super expensive down there. Oh. I don't know why, but... Like, I think our water bill for the quarter was like 180 or 90 bucks. I mean, it was like, damn, that's a little much. And they're like, oh, sometimes ours is 70, 80 bucks a month. Pretty easy. Wow. That's quite a bit. Yeah. But no, we're trying to get out of town. I'm not going to move right in the middle of another shitty town. Shittier town. Yeah. (laughs) So, but still, like, Worcester-ish area, or? We want to stay within the school district here. Okay. So we're just trying to get the hell out of town. And we want a little bit of privacy. You know, we're surrounded on all four sides. It sucks. I can't take a piss off my porch in the middle of the night because I'm yeah. looking in somebody's window. It, and I just know they're going to walk by and... Uh. Yeah, I do miss that because I'm in the same boat. I, I'm surrounded on all sides by houses for the most part. And even in you, Florida... You go out back. Mm, there's... Isn't there pine trees or something? No, that was at the old place there was. Here, no. No. There's just there's enough kids out and about all the time that 
Yeah. Oh, if, yeah. We're not doing that. But down in Florida, I would like, I'd walk out the back and I'm like, it's a jungle behind our house. So I could whip it up and do my thing. And <laughs> I don't even have a good bush that I just saddle up to and yeah. be, be good and hidden. Mm, somebody could see from the other side. So. Yep. Now you got buffer ladies. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I'll go over to their corner and pee. <laughs> I just wonder what their story is. Like, what? I don't even know if they're living there. They might just be fixing the place up and flipping it. That could be. But they are buffers, right? Without a doubt. Oh. There's no doubt. There's, there's, if, I, the one time they pulled up with that one four-door loud-ass truck and... F- Five or six girls got out, like teenage to twenties, and half of them were still in conservative clothing. And the other half, you can just tell. You know you how can it tell. is. Yep. You can tell. Um, they weren't flying any Trump banners from their stupid trucks. Oh, the, oh, that truck had uh, uh, American flags on every door handle and mounted all the way down the. Th- it had like fifteen flags on it. And a oh. country girl written real big in the back window. Oh yeah. At this point, whenever I see American flags, especially the stupid black and white ones with the blue stripe, but any American flag flying proud on a, on a vehicle, I'm like, yeah, there's a Trumper. That, yep. That's what immediately what I think of. It's like, you don't have to be a patriot, American, proud American. Like, you don't have to have flags hanging off of every orifice of your vehicle. Well, and it's weird around here because I view it as a, a I mean, you're worshiping something. And yeah. Around here, that's a pretty big deal. That if it's not the cross, um, but that's uh, just me. Yep. What do I know? Jesus yep. was white with his twelve gauge and his American flag and eagles yep. all flying around. Yes, he around. was hating on them gays. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into politics. How are I you, know. sir? I know. Uh, fine. Um. <laughs> uh, I uh, I'm not sure if I told you or not, but. Last Tuesday night, did I tell you I uh it was sparring week last week at karate. Yeah. And and uh kid I'm not sure if I told you this, but there was a overly energetic late teens kid and um we're the adults, like there's a couple adults in the class and the adults always bring all of their sparring gear because you're, you're supposed to do. You're, you're the adults. You're supposed to do that. Well, this kid also brought his sparring gear. He comes from another dojo, and he he came came to East Coast already a red uh, a red stripe student from wherever else he came from. Granted, he has to learn a whole bunch of new stuff because it curriculum is different from dojo to dojo. You know this. I was going to say, do, do, do they have to requalify? Uh, yeah, well, he's he is at that current rank for a while until he knows all the new stuff. He's pretty good with a bunch of stuff. However, um, sparring week, uh, and the kid seems nice. Like he's he's already helped me out with some of our blocks and counters. Uh, like he's holding the pads and I'm doing my thing. So I'm like, okay, we. I've talked to him a little bit and he seems fine. Um, so we get down to the last five minutes of class, and that's when you free spar. And that's when, you know, free spar. That's when basically it's, go it's an it. MM, it's, yeah, it's 90 seconds of go. You just, whatever you've learned, go and do your thing. So this kid, so it's three of us that had our sparring gear with us and including the mouthpiece. If you don't have a mouthpiece, you're out. You can't do it. So this one guy that I've been training with him, he, he's like in his mid upper twenties. 
bigger guy, he goes head to head with this teenager, and immediately, 90 seconds is all it, that's all it is. This kid is on this guy, like, like aggressive, wanting to hurt him. And I just thought to myself, oh shit. Oh, it's gonna be me next. I'm 45 years old. Like, I'm not in my teens or 20s anymore. And if you get hurt, you get hurt for a while. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I'm up next. I mean, this, the guy that he was sparring with, I mean, got his ass kicked. And so he goes at it with me and he's doing these lunges where he just jumps at you and either throws a Hail Mary punch or a kick. And almost immediately, he does one of his kicks and kicks me square right in the spine. Um, and so from that point on for the rest of the, what is your back to him? Uh, he, when he lunged in, I blocked and then he immediately threw it wrapped a kick. around you. He, yeah. Then he, which you're not gotcha. supposed to do. You're not supposed to kick me in the back, anybody in the back. But so immediately I'm like, okay, um, I've got about a minute left ish. I'm like, do everything you can to punch this kid square right in his face as hard as you can. Yes. Yes. And I landed a couple real nice solid, which pissed him off all the more. Um, and then I would keep on, it's called a teep, where you lift your leg up and you push your opponent back. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty much all I was able to do because he was so aggressive. And the instructor was watching, uh, as was everybody else in the in the gym. And, uh, you know, he was like, calm down, come telling the kids, calm down, calm down. And then finally the minute ended, whatever. Um, he got a couple jabs in, whatever. But the kick to the back is what I'm talking about. When that happened, I'm like, I could just, I'm like, that's going to have lasting damage, not permanent, but that's that's going to be an issue for another week or two, little bastard. So sure enough, the next day I wake up and I'm like, I can barely move my back, and I've been struggling. I mean, every day it gets better, but I went to a chiropractor and they were like, Yeah, you you you've got a bruised bone in your spine. So I called the the uh, gym manager and I'm like, Look, I'm not paying good money to come here and get assaulted and bruised. Like I understand it's a, it's a, it's a contact sport. You're going to get hurt, but to go out of your way to try to hurt someone like this kid was. And he's like, Oh, we've had to talk to him numerous times about chill out. You're not in an MMA, you know, octagon, octagon trying to kill someone. I'm like, yeah, well, I I don't want to be with this kid anymore. If I am like, I'm going for my black belt. That's fine. But at what point can I say, I am not, doing anything with this kid. And he's like, you have... Because that's not sparring. That's not what sparring is. That's that's fighting. That's fighting. And it's like, this kid was trying to actively hurt us. And and so he's like, whenever you are uncomfortable with anybody, he's like, you have completely have the right to say, nope, I I don't want to work with him. I said, I just want to make sure because you're not supposed to go against what the instructor tells you to do. He and the instructor told me, you're sparring with these two guys, which I did. You know, we all... And the first guy was fine. It It was fine. He took a couple punches in the face, and so did he. It was fine. That's what you do. Yeah. But to actively try to kick some, like that's not cool. So, well, see, the people that I used to kind of spar with, and we were just doing it in the backyard. It was nothing that we actually had any real training. The one guy, uh, when he would, you know who, when yeah, he, I do. yeah, when he would start to get, he was about the best of everybody. But when uh, when you figured out his shtick, it it didn't become fun anymore. Which is that you would spar for a while. And then he would get winded very quickly. So when he would start to get winded, he would accidentally hurt you, which is oh. how I had my, which is how I've been knocked out unconscious, 
which is how I've had my elbow hyperextended back the wrong way, about 10 degrees, and and then you're done. You're just done. Yeah. Or, oops, I accidentally kicked you square in the crotch, or whatever. And it was just like... Not once cool. I, once I, somebody clued me into that technique, I was like... I started watching out for it, and then it was like, oh, this is when we get serious, you know, and then he would, he would just hurt you, and it was like, this is stupid. Yeah, and this kid, I'm not sure if he was out to prove himself, and here's the thing, like, I was talking to one of my good friends last night in class, and I told him what happened, I said, so just take it easy on what we're doing tonight, because there was a lot of, a lot of us having to land on our back, I'm like, so take it easy on me, okay, and he said, he's like, here's the thing, he's like, if he came from a certain dojo that I think he may have come from, he's like, I'm not sure. He's like, they are a lot more aggressive with sparring than they are here. He's like, so he may have come from that place. He's like, but I don't know for sure. But I'm like, look, man, I'm not in my 20s anymore. I don't want to get hurt. I'm going to get hurt. I know it. I'm going to get hurt. That's what this is all like. You can't go to a... Do a but do it doesn't matter. Do. It doesn't matter what dojo you learned at. If you're at this one now, you have to abide by those rules. Yes, and that is don't try to kick someone's ass. That's we're family there, and it's like it was not cool. And I'm fine with the intensity if he wants to bring the intensity, but like have controlled intensity. Like you can be intense, but don't be actively trying to hurt someone. But if you he's know? lunging at you with that flying punch and doing those flying kicks, he's going to run into somebody that knows what they're doing and he's oh, gonna get his ass kicked oh he is you can't do that kind of stuff yeah like that's and, yeah that's and actually that, that that's the shit that works in the movies yeah not in real life yeah. <laughs> yeah and he's i mean he was he's skinny he's strong and he's like i i would bet he's 17 or 18 years old and he's he's tough for his age but it's like I, you know i've got 25 30 years i mean i'm a lot older than this guy and i, I can't take that as well and I'm like, I know that even when I go for my black belt, I'm going to be sparring with black belts and I'm not concerned. I'm not, they're not going to hurt. I mean, I'm going to get jabbed and it's not going to be fun, but they're not going to kick me in the spine trying to actively hurt me. Right. Like I, I totally understand. And any, yeah. any truly trained martial artist will understand there's a difference between sparring and fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been an interesting last week. Just every day I get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit. Cause I'm like, I want to go this week. I want to train and I'm like, but my back has to get better. So last night I'm, I, I went, but I was easy on it, but I'm like, it still hurts like a bitch when I land wrong and it's like, oh, bastard. Yeah. You got to stay <sighs> away from those Cobra Kai. Yeah. Oh, he would, he would be a Cobra Kai. <laughs> he is. <laughs> or a Slytherin. Sweep the leg. Train uh -huh. to kill. I did ask my instructor. I'm like, what should I have done? Like I told him what happened. I said, so just. I, I'm not going to be able to go full tilt tonight. Said, what would you do in my, you saw him. What would you do in, in my situation had you been sparring with him? He's like, well, he's like, I'm about ready to spar with him. He's like, if he doesn't knock that off, he's like, it's time that a black belt brings him down a couple levels. Like I said, like, you try yeah. that flying shit at a black belt. You just yeah, try and, it. You're going to yeah, get knocked I, square on your ass. And I asked him, what would you do? He's like, well, one, he's like, I would catch his leg immediately. He's like, yep. if he's doing one, he's like, catch it. He's like, and then, He's going down on his back immediately. Yep. He's like, and, or if not, he's like, I'm going to, it's called a reap. He's like, I just get into his guard and I just slam him to the mat. And he's like, a yep. couple of those. And it's like, oh, that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's, that's exactly the move that I was thinking of. I don't yeah. know what they're called, but I, that was exactly what I was thinking of when you were describing how he was lunging at you. Yeah. And see, we're, you know, we're wearing a whole bunch of gear and it's, it's not as easy, especially when you, he's so aggressive and just go, 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 go. I'm like, 
back off. I'm just trying to block this kid and, you know, get yeah. a couple jabs in, which, oh, it felt good. When I, when that punch landed on the nose, I'm like, ah, and I shouldn't, you're not supposed to be actively trying to hurt him. I'm like, I'm just trying to get this kid off of me. Yeah, I understand. So, anyway, there's my, I took way too long, but I want oh, to. No, 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 you're good. That was interesting. So. Hmm. You, other than the buffer neighbors? Uh, um, it's hot as all balls. Oh, uh, I, I, I hate it. I, I can't. We're, I'm inside in the air conditioning, and I'm still just kind of sweating. It's because it's so muggy. It uh, slept awful last night, <laughs> which is no nothing new, but it was not my fault. I wasn't anxious about anything. I felt kind of okay, other than the allergies and shit that, and whatever little bug is going around with my family right now. Just sore throat and can't I like my really congested so I'm having a hard time breathing uh but then you know the wife wife couldn't sleep so she comes down wakes me up every you know I, it takes me a while to fall asleep and I do finally start dozing off then she comes down again wakes me up then we start the process all over again and then all of a sudden it's Ross am I can I use your coffee no cup? No, oh. no 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 it was not <laughs> you still like that <laughs> hilarious I still haven't watched that show yet uh no, it wasn't that. She just comes down to get a drink and go to the bathroom or something and goes back to bed. And with her, she just like, poof, falls back asleep, then mm. wakes up, you know. Me, I'm awake. And then eventually I start to doze. Oh, now what? You know, then ah, then it's time to 530, time to get up for the meeting. And then it's, well, uh-huh. at least I, I, th- I thought, well, at least I got till 7, 730 before the roofers get here. Nope. Six, 620, 630. But loud, crazy, earth-shattering noises. Like, what is going on? I can't believe they're starting their cement mixer this early. And then I went and looked out the window, and I'm like, huh, they didn't. And I looked out the other window, and I was like, oh, the roofers are here. Alrighty. With some uh, big machine, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically the back end of a pickup truck, and you can scooch it around and raise it up, and then they throw all the shingles in that, and then they drive it back across the lawn and dump it in the dump truck, and drive it to the other side of the house and raise it up and fill it up with more shit, and it's loud. <laughs> but I understand. They they wanted to swap to this morning because of how hot it's going to be. I think I heard a story. It's 10 degrees hotter than record for the whole week it's going to be. Oh, man. But uh, global warming's fake. This winter is going to be awful because walnuts are in the trees or something. I have walnuts in my trees every single year. There's more this year. That's because something, something dark side and the winter's going to be bad. <laughs> it's the, the blood moon. Something yeah. with the blood moon. <laughs> the blood moon, that happened a while ago, didn't it? I think. Yeah, we've had another one since. Oh, yeah. Because blood moon's supposed to be something end times or I don't know. Yeah. But I something about walnuts are being, there's a lot more wal- walnuts. And that means that animals are going to be like nature. No, I don't know. Nature knows something. All right. <laughs> so, what if this winter is because I last winter I didn't I didn't think last winter was that bad. So we barely got any. I didn't even have enough snow to go sled riding. Yeah. So I, who knows? This winter might actually it might be something. But so, all right. Yeah. It's that that old wives knowledge, old wives yeah. tale knowledge and uh, um, the farmer's almanac. Farmer. Kind of, I was just saying yeah. this sounds exactly like a farmer's. Almanac thing. Which a lot of times they're right, but it's not not always. And I don't yeah. know if I trust the walnuts and the squirrels. Tell me the weather. Yeah, and not sure if you've heard this of kind of sort of old wives' tale type thing. Or uh, There's been some people that have taken horse tranquilizers and it's cured them of COVID. 
So our listeners out there, if you want to... Isn't that what Trump was doing? Give some horse horse tranks a shot. I well, Isn't that what Trump was doing? He was saying or something? Oh, uh, was, I don't know. Maybe. That guy wants people drinking bleach. So Yeah. So, and then I'm like, I'm like, I'm just curious. So I just, on Amazon, I just did a search for this certain, or no, I'm sorry. It's a horse dewormer. So, <laughs> so I went and did a search for the name of it. And I'm like, I just want to see if anybody says anything about COVID. And some people do. Some people actually say, you know, don't take this. It's been, you know, something about COVID. This why not just not... take the vaccine then at that point? If, yeah, if you're, like, if you, so why, why do you have to find an alternate medicine? Just yeah. go take the vaccine. Yeah. Yep. But it, it, but I'm like, oh, it is a thing then. I'm like, because I was curious if this is an actual thing. I'm like, yeah. Somehow. Well, the horse... stories I've been reading too at the resurgence of this Delta uh, strain and whatnot uh, and the anti-vax movement against the COVID thing. Even Sean Hannity has been backpedaling saying, hey, no, we always took this very seriously and we do encourage people to take the vaccine. And And the reason that they're saying that is because guess who's getting sick? They're voters. They're voters. Their base. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, now it is important. Mm-hmm. Rotten. That Fox News is a rot, rotten. Let, I don't want to get into politics. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's stupid that it is even combined with politics, but mm-hmm. shitter's gonna shit. I believe my yep. friend once said. <laughs> I love. I'm sure you did see the video of the guy just very quietly telling that asshole Tucker Carlson, like. You are the worst person yes. on earth. I, and yet he did it very quietly, almost happily. Like you are the worst. I loved it. I'm like, oh, you both. I loathe. I loathe him. Like it's, I told you, he's the he is the the worst of the worst. Yeah, of any of them. Yeah, Trump is worst. He is the he is he is the <laughs> Hitler. This guy is right below him. And I don't know. I, I Tucker might be worse because I think he knows what he's doing, whereas Trump doesn't know what he's fucking doing. He's just <laughs> yeah. cluelessly. Muddling around. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, my daughter asked, how is he still alive? And I said, well, honey, when you're that rich, it wouldn't surprise me if he has a clone farm to give himself new parts. <laughs> yeah. On some <laughs> water planet with yeah. long necked aliens. <laughs> I was thinking actually like parts, the clone is horror or, oh, you know, yeah. the, the island. But I was thinking I, Camino. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. Well, where should we talk about some movies? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm Eric. And I am Eugene. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. You know, it was funny while they were uh, out there. Uh, look up your roulette, by the way, if you're not doing that already. I am. Um, I mean, they were out there working and I would go out every once in a while and it's just like, holy shit, they got that much done? Holy shit, they got that much done? I was like, dang, they're going to be done, like, soon. And I was like, dang it, I'm going to have to stop. Halfway through the show, so I can go write them the, the check. Uh, nope, they were out of here 20 minutes before we started. That's impressive. It was crazy. Let's see, 6.30? A little over two hours. To remove two layers of shingles, replace some of the boards, uh, go buy a new vent for one piece, because the vent they pulled down, they're like, this one, do you want us to reuse it? And it looked like hell. Beat the shit, didn't match the color of the roof. Said, no, go buy a new one. That'll be totally fine. Drove down the road, bought a new one, came back, put everything together. I, crazy. Crazy how fast they got that done. Just Amish spider monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> it's what it was. And I told the guy, the guy that um, 
uh, came and gave the estimate. I don't know if he's the owner or whatnot, but he he was there too, and super awesome guy. Uh, I told him, I was like, we were both looking at them running all over that roof, and I said, man, you know, when I was that age, I could I, I did that kind of stuff too, but it was just, I, I, not anymore. And he looked at me and he goes, me either. He, he mostly just stays on the ground and hands stuff up and coordinates, and he doesn't like to get up on the roof too much either. But if yeah. anybody needs a roof recommendation around this area, and I guess they did, they were doing stuff in West Virginia, they're, they're get, oh, they get nice. around. So if anybody needs recommendations, let me know, because then I can get a little uh, little cashish coming my way for giving yeah. Rex out. Yeah, a little so, rich around. Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Somebody's got to pay for this shit. Okay, yep. uh, on this episode of The Roulette, it is the Russia House up against Carnival of Souls, and you are up first, sir. Okay, Carnival of Souls from 1962... Uh, after a traumatic accident, a woman becomes drawn to a mysterious abandoned carnival. Directed by Herc, Herc, I guess, Harvey, and I think this was his only movie, which is... Dubious? Yeah. Oh, no, no, never mind. No, he has 51 credits. I th- or maybe it's one of the actors, maybe the lead actors. I don't know. I thought that there was one, something in here that was like just a one and done type of thing. But, um, yeah, the actress only has six credits to her name. Um, and she was good, by the way. Uh, Candace Hillegas. Hour um, 18. Boy, you got off easy. Yeah. Um, it's slow paced, uh, but it's, this movie, like, it felt super low budget, but I appreciated kind of the, the almost otherworldliness of it, I guess. Um, and I don't know if that was the director's intent or, if it's just a sign of the, how old the movie is, but just the black and white. And like, it's one of those movies, not to the extent of a David Lynch, but it's one of those movies where everybody acts a little bit off. Like everybody is just a little off. And again, I, part of me thinks that maybe that was a little bit of either bad acting or just, you know, not as talented actors. But then I'm like, it adds to the eeriness of the movie. Um, to me, it's a Twilight Zone episode, but it's stretched out to 80 minutes. Uh, it was it was good. It was a checklist movie. I'm glad that I watched it. Now, it's one of those old school movies. I probably won't revisit it. Uh, the last 20 minutes or so are pretty creepy. It's never obviously it's not gory at all, uh, and it's not it's not jump scary at all. But it has this weird creepy vibe going on that I I thought was cool. And so. And she's a, she goes, she's a church organist. Um, just, oh, and just the, the preacher is creepy. Everybody's just, meh, creepy. And, uh, obviously everything, spoiler alert, kind of, everything ties into, um, a car accident that happens in the beginning that she was a part of. Twilight Zone. So, without right. spoiling the movie, I mean, I kind of, if you if you think about it long enough, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of probably have that figured out, right? So, so but, yeah, probably not a Blu-ray on the shelf. Nope, nah, not a Blu-ray on the shelf. But it was good for it was good for one watch. Uh, again, just a checklist type of movie. And if there's a couple others that uh, I wouldn't mind at some point watching. One Cat People. There's a, like not the newer '80s one, but there's an old movie called mm. Cat People. I'm like, ah, I should watch that sometime. That's an old 1942. But I see that on a lot of, like, best horror movies lists. Yeah, right. I have seen the cover of that Carnival of Souls many, many times over mm-hmm. the years. Just never got around to it. 
Uh, okay, on my side, the Russia House. An expatriate British publisher unexpectedly finds himself working for British intelligence to investigate people in Russia. Starring Sean Connery, Michelle Pfeiffer, Roy Scheider. Come on, IMDb. Move. Uh, so this started off pretty good. Just kind of a spy thriller thing where Sean Connery is just a writer-publisher. So he's really mouthy, which was a lot of fun. And he just kind of fell into this thing because a package showed up at an embassy that was addressed to him. And he was like, I don't know this person. And here it turns out to be all these plans about what Russia can do with their weapons and stuff. And I was like, pretty into it for the first half or so. And then I started noticing something. Then we would we would cut to scenes where, well, I got to go over here and I got to do this and talk to that person. And I was like, why? Who? Who's that? I don't remember us talking about that. Who? What's going on? And then we continued to do that for the rest of the movie. And about three-fourths of the way through the movie, I was like, boy, I really hope they clue us in at the end kind of what's all going on here, because I'm not quite getting it. It's kind of over my head. It kind of reminds me of another movie that I saw. I hope it doesn't turn out like that one. And by the end of the movie, it very much turned out like that one. This is a 1990 version of... Um, Tinker Tailor's Soldier Spy, which I, which I did not like. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. When did you see it? Oh, I've been wanting you to watch that movie since I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I, I watched you that. Never... Some... That was a oh. treadmiller for me at some point. It's been so long that I think it was probably on my list of things to review. And this was a long time ago now, and I just poof. No, okay. no. Oh. Well, we need to talk about that next. Um, <laughs> So, and now, while I was looking at it, I was like, man, it just felt like that tone so much where it seems like they're having normal conversations, but it's going way over my pay grade, way over my head. Like, I, they're speaking in riddles even I can't decipher. And but then I went, who was the writer on this? Oh, the writer of the novel was John Lee Carreri. What else has he written? <laughs> Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. So, there you go. It's, it's, it, I want to like these movies. But I don't. And by the end, I don't have an idea what's going on or who did what. And it's confusing. And it feels like it's meant to be uh, in like smarter than everybody and, and intentionally confusing. That's the way that it is for me. And I can get through movies that a lot of people can't as far as confusing and, you know, even fan fiction your way through it to make the make all the spots line up. Uh, yeah. But with the, these movies, uh-uh. And actually, I, this was a VHS, but I put it in and I could not get the tracking to track. So it went in the box to get traded in and I watched it online somewhere. Uh, which was nice because it was nice, uh, like at least 720, maybe 1080 widescreen instead of the full screen. It was yeah. just too, it was too jittery for me. I can take a little bit of shake, a little bit of filmic quality, but this was like a mess. I didn't even get through the credits. Mm. Couldn't get it to uh, to play. So, And it was one of those later released VHS tapes. I seem to have better luck with the earlier ones than I do with the later ones. I wonder uh, like, I, if they were better made back in the day and they got cheaper. Wouldn't surprise me. But, ugh. I, so overall, I'm going to have to give that one kind of a thumbs down. I think I understood it a lot better than I did... Tinker Taylor. I, I was baffled by the time we walked out of that theater. I was like, that sucked. Uh, but this one, I think I 
mostly got it. It just, I didn't care by the end. Uh, so, if you like Tinker Taylor, go for a, go for this one. Good performances by Sean Connery and Michelle Pfeiffer, but no, thank yeah. you. Okay, next round. Um. Okay, up first is Candisha. This is a French movie on Shudder. It is Summer Break and Best Friends. Uh, Amelie Binto and Morjana hang together with the neighborhood teenagers at night. They have fun sharing goosebump stories and urban legends. But when Amelie is assaulted by her ex, she remembers the... F- okay, there. this is IMDb is spoiling the whole movie. Uh, it, ghosty, ghosty, ghost things. Um, next up is on Netflix movie... Um, a classic horror story. And I think that this is, I watched the trailer. Is this a German movie or, oh, Italian horror movie. Brand new. Uh, in this gruesome suspense film, strangers traveling to northern, in northern, northern Italy become stranded in the woods where they must fight desperately to get out alive. Um, uh, and then lastly, the last one is on, uh, Hulu. Villains from 2019. Um, let's see here. After a pair of amateur criminals break into a suburban home, they stumble upon a dark secret that two sadistic homeowners will do anything to keep uh, from getting out. And this stars Bill Skarsgård, um, Micah Monroe. And I know that I have seen... Uh, I watched the trailer for this. I've, I know I've seen her in what have, Independence Day... Oh, it follows. That's where I've seen her. And the guest, she was the mm, yeah uh, the fifth the fifth wave. So she's yeah good good cast. Um, yeah. So there you go. Okay, uh, my way. Gunpowder milkshake. Three generations of women fight back against those who could take everything from them. Looks like uh, assassiny stuff and got to take on the world. Starring Karen Gillian. Do you know her? Mm, blue chick from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Uh, Lena Hetty, you know her? Yep. Uh, my girl. She's on the list. My wife is aware. Yeah. Carlo Guccino. Ooh. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh. Man, good cast. Yeah. I'd love to look at more of it, but Netflix won't, or IMDb won't scroll, which is great. Love the new IMDb. No, it's, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> In the Shadow of the Moon. I think you had this one on the roulette. A Philadelphia police officer struggles with a lifelong obsession to track down a mysterious serial killer whose crimes defy explanation. I think it's time travel. Time travel thing. Boyd Holbrook. Do you remember this one? Yep, I do. Okay. And I was trying to get all three time travel movies. I couldn't quite pull it off, but I got two out of three. And the last one is Time Trap. A professor enters a cave and goes missing. Some of his students come looking for him and get trapped in the cave as well. This one doesn't look quite as good as the other two, but it looked... I watched some uh, half the trailer and it looked okay. Okay. Uh, what do you want? Oh, those are all on Netflix, by the way. Okay. Uh, the first one for sure. Gunpowder Milkshake. Yeah. Right. That's on my list. Like that's, that's high on my list of ones to watch. So I'm like, oh, I'll let you take the fall I, on that one and see how it is. It looks good. I've thought about hitting play on it a couple times this week and then I, I just never got around to it. I was like, well, I'll put it on the roulette. Maybe it'll give me the push. Uh, for you, this one was pretty easy. It's another one that I want to see. It's a classic horror story. And since it's on Netflix, we'll just have a Netflix round and you get yeah. an Italian horror movie. That one sounds yeah. the best anyway. All right. There you go. Next episode of the roulette will be Gunpowder Milkshake up against a classic horror story. 
and we didn't have a middle segment because I thought there'd be banging and crashing and all I kinds know. of noise going around here. So we have all the time in the world for a review show. I've got a couple things to talk about, but you're up first. All right. Well, first I wanted to just touch on... Uh, oh, uh, Tinker Taylor. I, I would like oh, to... Oh, yeah. Uh, we want to talk about that. I, mean, yes. I don't remember much of it because I was it was treadmilled and... Uh, Talky McTalka Talk. Uh, <laughs> I remember Benedict Cumberbatch was in it, and a good cast. Uh, but oh, that was hard to follow. <laughs> like it didn't have to be. Like no, it, it, it was in the writing and in the editing. It yeah, just why are we here now? And who's that? Oh, it's the guy. It's like okay, all you Brits kind of look the same. So you. Especially at that in the, what, when was it set? The 70s, 60s? Yeah, yep, Soviet and, Union. Huh? What? Who? Uh, lots of working pieces. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you never, I'm pretty sure you never told me that. I, I'm, yeah, I, I, I don't know why that was just one of those words a while ago. I mean, it, like, I would say probably a couple of years ago. I just hit play on it randomly, uh, treadmilling it, and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I didn't tell you. But, yeah. Hmm. Wait until a week or two from now when I say I have never seen the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, go ahead and do another one. Oh, so I I was just curious, like, any thoughts on, um, like, just the current box office? And we haven't really hit on that lately. Like, I'm not sure if you follow the box office at all, but it's like every time a huge movie comes out, like Black Widow, opening weekend does really, really well. And then it plummets the next week. I just, I found that interesting. Like, Fast 9, they, all of these movies, like, all right, the box office is back. Like, movie going is back. And then the next week, it just plummets. And so I'm like, it's, we are still in COVID times. And it's almost like the diehards go out weekend number one. And then everybody else is like, nope, we're streaming it or we're waiting. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Well, especially when they announce that in a month you can, you can stream it. Yeah, and and you get the first weekend of reviews coming back, especially on the two movies that you mentioned. Which have yeah. you seen Fast Nine yet? Now I will. Talking. I okay. I don't want to yeah. talk about it until you see it. Okay, which I'm I'm gonna I'm that and obviously Black Widow, but I think but Black we're gonna Widow's... be able to watch Black Widow on uh, Disney Plus here in like a month or something. I know, and I'm like I'll, so I'll, I'll just wait and watch spend... it then. Yeah, I don't I don't really want to spend thirty bucks on it. And same with Space Jam. Well, yeah, you got you guys have Space Jam on HBO Max. Yep. So, I don't know. It's just a weird time. Like, I, I so want movies to be back, but it's, you know, now Delta is in full swing for those of us that are not vaccinated. And I don't I don't know. I just wonder if theaters are going to start closing down again or. I don't know. <laughs> they came out and said there's not going to be a Ohio came out and said there's not going to be a mandate for. Uh, when, when school starts up again, there's not going to be a mask mandate, but it's going to be highly recommended if you have not been vaccinated. Uh, and the NFL, I don't know, you probably didn't see this story, but the NFL came out and said, this is great, in my opinion. They said that if any of the teams have a COVID outbreak and need to delay a game, if they cannot schedule that game within the regular season time frame, then they will be forfeiting that game and they will foot the bill for forfeiting that game, and the players will not be paid for that game. Oh, great. Basically saying, get, get vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. And I guess they're also doing something with armbands, where if you ha are vaccinated, you have a red armband, and if you don't, you have a yellow armband or something. 
and they're gonna. Oh, I don't know. Infringing on our rights, though. You see, infringing. Uh, Sorry, I I just I I have no tolerance for that garbage. Well, and people say that's not fair. I get to do what I want with my body. Well, guess what? I get drug tested. I can't be out there smoking weed, even if it is legal. I can't be drunk at work. It's my body. I decide what I put in it. And if that's the case, all you mags out there should be perfectly okay with abortion. Yeah, it's their body. Do what you yeah. want with it. Same with hom- I, LGBT. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's just infuriating. They're just... But, and, well, another thing that they've been saying with the football thing is, oh, that's not fair, you know, because you shouldn't be forcing them to put that in their body. Hey, it's a job. You're not forced to play football. Yeah. You do not have to play football. This is a business, and this is how we are running it. And if you don't like it, go find another job. Bye. Yeah. So I don't, I can't disagree with that. And if you do disagree with it, then you should be, then we need to force bakers to make gay cakes. So it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, movies. Movie, yeah, movies. <laughs> well, you always got to make it political. So. Oh, well, let's go away from po- politics. The Forever Purge. <laughs> oh, oh, was this part five? Uh, Yes. So I watch this because it's streaming now. Uh, all the rules are broken as a sect of lawless marauders decides that the annual purge does not stop at daybreak and instead should never end. Uh, this is 110% anti-MAGA. Uh, a big F you to the MAGA movement and their fearless messiah, uh, that orange idiot. That's This is a big... Huge F- moving Trump. away from politics, you say. Yeah, I was joking. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it is like of all of the purge movies, this is the one that's most on the nose. Like big flip off middle finger to the magas. I love. I love. Just right off, right out the gate, you get three stars from me just because of that. <laughs> um, but there are some. Here's the thing. Like this, it's this is a solid movie. Good action, and it is an action movie. Like there is pretty much. Like, action, horror, thriller. Mm, this is action. There's, they, you know, just because some magas are wearing scary masks doesn't make it really... This is an action movie. Um, but it very much deals with immigration. And it's this was a really, really good movie. Here's my biggest gripe with this movie is... Oh, and Josh Lucas is... Um, he's one of the main guys, and he's really good. He's kind of sort of racist. Uh, but... He finds himself having to side with Mexicans when basically the MAGA movement uh, just take over. We're just going to have a forever purge uh, because white power, you see. Um, there's not a main, like usually in these purge movies, there's like one specific main baddie that you get to meet pretty early on. And like, oh, he's the one with the really creepy mask and he's going to go through the whole, like that's the one that they're going to have to defeat. There is one of those in this movie. But we don't get to meet him until, like, the last half hour, maybe 45 minutes. And, I don't know, it just felt like a missed opportunity. Like, you should have introduced this character way, way earlier and had him maybe do one or two nasty things in the beginning of the movie. Because the movie itself is very entertaining, and I was totally with it. But they could have literally had him not even in the movie... And it would have been fine, but all of a sudden it was all, almost like they were like, wait a minute, we need to have a baddie in this that they have to defeat. In the end, like, we have to have someone. So let's shoehorn this guy in all of a sudden. And nah, it just, it, it definitely brought it down a half a star. But this is, I'd say that this is right in the middle of the purge movies, right in the middle of the pack. But I, I gotta say, and you think, I think you agreed. 
all of these movies are for better or worse good movies. Like none of them outright suck. Um, I don't know. I, I liked all the sequels better than the first one. Yeah, I think these are good movies. Like that last one, the first Purge, that was that was solid, man. I good action, but they've very much got away from the horror aspect of it and just straight up very timely, pop, you know, political action type movies. But I, I think you'd like this one. But I'm curious what you would think about the villain and just how they. To me, it felt like they shoehorned him in. But you might you might think otherwise. I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. Here you go. Um, let's do uh one of each. How about that? Uh, so Talladega Nights: The Legend of Ricky Bobby popped up on Netflix. Uh, I never saw this movie. I saw a couple clips of it. I thought, oh, that might be okay. Not a huge Will Ferrell fan, but he's got a couple movies that I think are amusing. And so I watched this one. And there we go. Yeah, they're hammering back there. That I do hear. Yeah. Um, I think I, I there was one point in this movie about two thirds of the way through where I did a little, a little snicker. Where I went, huh. <laughs> that was it. There was not only not laughs to be had, there was not giggles to be had. There wasn't even smiles to be had. No. This was awful. Yeah, join the crowd. That's, I, I am baffled that people love this movie. I, I thought it was one of the most... About the fifth time they did Shake and Bake, I was like, all right, stop it now. <laughs> and that was about ten minutes into the movie, and they didn't stop it for the whole movie, and it never got funny. Not ever. Mm-mm. And then the, the gay race car driver from France, and they're making all those jokes, and I was like, none of these are funny. Was, and it's not me being super sensitive or something. It's just they're they're not funny. Uh, even when they were laying out their lame punchlines, I was thinking, hmm, you could have said this, and that would have been funny in almost the same context. But instead, you went with the lowest brow possible, and it's not funny. So yep. there's that. I still want to watch Step Brothers because I've never seen that one, and some of the clips looked kind of funny. See, I thought that was hilarious, but. I'm with you. I like Talladega Nights. I watched that one time and I'm like, people are quoting this movie and it's hilarious. No, no, this isn't funny at all. I don't know if I laughed at it. There was one part, doesn't Will Ferrell pray and he talks about praying to baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. Oh, I thought that was kind of funny, I, but that's the only part I remember. I, Sack Baron oh, Cohen. Now is, the cement mixer is back up and running. <laughs> Sack Baron Cohen's the, the gay French guy, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, nope, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. This would be good, like a three out of 10, maybe, maybe a two, uh, terrible, just terrible. Uh, next up is the latest from Steven Soderbergh. No sudden move. A group of criminals is brought together under mysterious circumstances and have to work together to uncover what's really going on when their simple job goes completely sideways. And now we will wait till I can get the cast queued up, since I can't scroll through it anymore. Thank you. Don Cheadle, Brandon Frazier, Benicio Del Toro, Kieran Culkin, David Arbor. Good cast. A very good cast. John Hamm. Ray Liotta. 
Bill Duke. And I I enjoyed this movie. It was quite well made. The acting was exceptionally well done. Uh, my issue is with some of the story. The, some of the story kind of goes all over the place. And it, the first half of it, it's like, oh, we're trying to do a 1950s version of Ocean's Eleven, kind of. Except not with a heist, but so much as a kidnapping and then a heist, maybe. Uh... And then in the end, everybody, instead of like Ocean's Eleven comes, oh, surprise, we were all a team, ah, and it works great. Everybody just betrays each other left and right and left and right and left and right. And by the end, I was like, I don't even really know who ended up with what. So did that guy get the money? Did the other guy get away? Did he get killed? I don't know, but it was good seeing Brandon Fraser back in action, and Don Cheadle was great, and Benicio Del Toro was great, and Ray Liotta was terrifying. As always, man, that guy is scary. Even in just, like, gentle interviews you hear with him on online, he still seems like he's got that bug-eye look, like he's a just, I might stab you at any minute, <laughs> right in the throat. <laughs> uh, but seems like a good guy, though. Uh, so I'd give it a thumbs up. I'd say it's worth a watch if you want to. But it, two hours, could have been uh, an uh. hour 55, could have been just a little bit. We could have trimmed it down a little bit. This was a HBO Max thing, I believe. Uh, but that's Soderbergh. He's all over the place. I, I, For me, it's very much hit and miss. I know. I agree. And I would say this one was uh, a passing thumbs up. I'd maybe give this one like a 7 out of 10. All right. Uh, back to you. Um. Oh, I'm looking forward to reviewing this thing. Thing. Things Uh-oh. heard and seen. A buddy of mine. Okay, uh, this is not my fault. Whenever no, you say no, no, that, no. I'm just waiting for what did I recommend? Oh, no, no, no. A buddy of mine messaged... Uh, <laughs> Things heard in... I never even heard of it. Uh, Amanda Siegfried is in this. Or not Siegfried, like Siegfried and Roy. Say, say Siegfried? Amanda Seinfeld? Let's go with that. Uh, James Norton is in this, and... Um, um, he messaged us, a group text thing, and he was like, you gotta check this movie out. Like, it's not good. Like, it was okay until the end, and then the end completely whiffed it, but I'd like to have someone else's opinion. I'm like, I'm on it. I'll I'll waste time, yeah, well, sure. I mean, <sighs> Two hours. I, I mean, of all the movies that I have seen, new release type movies. Like, not my shitty old Vinegar Syndrome stuff, but new release with a budget. This is definitely the worst. This is, this movie is so broken, like even more so than the woman in the window or whatever garbage I watched. You remember that one? What about After Midnight? Um, I would say that this is worse because this has a bigger budget. Um, and that one is mercifully shorter than this. Two hours (laughs) of just, oh, I hated. The characters in this. This movie's broken. Like, character motivations are all over the place in this. Uh, an artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect that her marriage has a sinister darkness, one that rivals her new home's history. The house is haunted. Very, very non-scary haunted. Um, her husband is such a douchebaggy, dumb-looking piece of garbage in this. And... I'm going to spoil the movie. Cheats on her. Um, it, and even the woman that kind of, that he shacks up with, I'm like, what do you see in this putz? Like, 
He looks, talks, and acts, and is an idiot. Uh, I hated him. I, I hated every person in this movie. I hated her, Amanda uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> I, Seyfried? Seyfried? Seyfried, yeah. It, the movie's broken. Now, there's a reason why this thing was dumped to Netflix. Because I feel like this may have been one that was supposed to go theatrical, and they just pooped it out on the Netflix. I... I dare you to watch this. Oh, it's so boring. Hell no. Oh, and I was angry that I fell for that bait. Like, I need someone else's opinion. I'm like, bait. That wasn't bait. He told you it was bad. Did you go rip him a new asshole like you do me? Oh, I don't do that. I was, I was polite. <laughs> I was like, man, I didn't much care for that movie. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing we record these so there's evidence. <laughs> Um, I actually said, like, the end was the best part of the movie, uh, because it was laughably bad, but I'm like, alright, I'm a spoiler, uh, he kills his wife, after two long hours he murders his wife, and then she's a part of the house, and then he gets sucked into some painting out in the water with an upside down cross, and it's so dumb and stupid and pointless and nothing, and he just continually starts to kill people in town because they start suspecting him of wrongdoing. Well, this sounds like a movie that is going to have a bloggy, disgusting uh, quote on the cover of the Blu-ray. Oh, probably. Great! Fantastic! Oh, yeah. Amazing! Oh, yeah. Thought-provoking. Top of the Thought, year. Yeah, very provokingly, provoking my thoughts. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he I, he just... It's so obvious that he is up to no good. Um, every now and then, something CGI-ish happens in the house. It, it is garbage so, yeah, but I, I let him off the hook easy. I do that for you, too. I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> just a shit-eating grin as he says this, uh, knowing full well that it just <laughs> lies. Just lies. Uh, All right. Next? Um. Oh, let's see here. What is that one? Uh, through the... Okay, and then, because then I watched some Vinegar Syndrome trash. Have you gotten anything good from them in the last six months? I did, actually, I got three movies from them this last package, uh, and one was good. Uh, the other two were, well, one was good, one was mediocre, and one was, like, the worst thing ever. Ever. Uh, I watch the worst movie of all time every week, it seems. Yeah. No, they're all good. Only 10% yeah. are bad. Yeah, only 10. And I somehow, I'm the one that, <laughs> the one that picks them. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's... I need to sign you up for a statistics class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nielsen's rating or something. <laughs> what? I don't know. Not going anywhere. Um, oh, let's... There was something I wanted to talk about. I know there was. No, okay. X-Men 1 and 2. Oh, sweet. Um, yes, yeah, so... And I'm going to... I'm probably going to go through the whole series, but I, I have not watched the... Especially the first X-Men in years. And I forgot just how good of a movie that is. We're talking, what, 22 years ago? That was 2000? 1999 or 2000. Yeah. Um, this movie is great. I, here's what I love about this movie is... Brian Singer, I don't think he, he had a big budget, but not a huge tentpole budget. I, I feel like the budget was like maybe 20 or 50. 25 million or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was not I huge, think. but it's up there on the screen. It looks great. And 
I like the fact that there is not a Thanos-type villain in this thing to where... I mean, Magneto's the bad guy, but there's not a villain that is, like... He's indestructible, and he's going to destroy the world. There's nothing they can do, but somehow they managed to do it. Like, it felt, 75 million. Was the budget? Yep. Okay. It, but it felt more... I don't know, more contained, more self-contained and not like, not like a huge Avengers type event thing. And I, I liked that. Yeah. Uh, it, it set the characters up really, really well. In fact, this movie was, uh, I'm not even sure if it was two hours or not. Um, but part two, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into part two here. Part two was two hours and 15 minutes. And I felt like I knew the characters better in the first one than the second one. Uh, my score dropped on the second one. I like it. It's a good movie. But after you meant, because I texted you that I'm watching X2, and you mentioned something that James Marsden's character is not in this that much. I'm like, yeah, he is. And then I watched it. I'm like, where did he go through 80% of that movie? We see him in the very beginning, and then miraculously he just appears in the very end at the battle at the at the water dam thing. I'm like, where was he? What happened to him? He was kidnapped and mind-controlled. Oh, that... I don't even remember how he got kidnapped in the beginning. I, I don't either. I don't... He was just missing. It was still good. I really liked two. But I like one. I think one was better by, by a nice amount. Just the yep. action was great. Um, like Wolverine was such a badass in the first, in the first one. Um, but yeah, they're they're both still really good watches and... They're high up there on, especially the first one's high up there on my list of, of favorite superhero movies, especially for one that's 22 years old. I've watched them many times and I still think the first X-Men is the best one. And I know everybody just falls all over themselves with part two, but I just have some a little issues. I've mentioned it before in the show, but uh, Scott's gone for the most of it and he's yeah. the leader of the X-Men. And then at the end, Wolverine is the leader of the X-Men. Now that, and now in the comic books, everybody loves Wolverine the best. And everybody thinks that he should be the leader. He's not a leader. He's a dick. Yeah. And he should be. Uh, and he's he's not... That's so at the end of two, and they're going to fight whatever, and he's the leader. It's just odd. It's not the character that I know. It's not a deal breaker. I still really like the movie, but it's just weird. And then, yeah, we get a little bit of Scott at the end. And I, That was like, so <sighs> bizarre, and I never noticed that until this time. And I'm like, halfway through, I'm like, where is he? Or yeah. and if if he was kidnapped or mind, I'm like, you should at least reference him. He's like one of the big four or five characters, and he's gone. <laughs> That's one of my biggest problems with it is that it became uh, well, everybody's fan favorite is Wolverine, and it just the X Men yeah. series just became all about Wolverine. Yeah, and even in the second one, like he is not he, they dialed him back. Like he is much more a good guy superhero. He still has his funny lines, and but you know when him and the. Uh, the students are ambushed in at the school. That was a cool scene, but I'm like, they are very much painting him as the, he's the lead of this movie, where yeah. he was not in the first one. Uh, it was more of an ensemble cast in the first one, but I don't know. Even even the villains in the first one I liked better. I liked, uh, what's her name, with the pointy, you know. Mystique? No, the it's Wolverine's opponent. Uh, what was her name? In the first one? In the, se- in the second one. Oh, in the second one. Um, yeah. uh, what is her name? I can't remember what her name yeah. is. But that was a good fight there. But I thought that the villains in the, uh, like, Toad and Sabretooth, I liked the villains in the first one better. And just and I want to be clear, I don't think the first one is perfect either. It's got some weirdness and some... Do you know what happens to a Toad when it's struck by lightning? Yeah. 
the same thing that happens to every like that line didn't work in the theater. It has yeah. never worked. That, that desperate need for a rewrite on that one, but it still has some good stuff in it. Yeah, it still it still makes me smile when he flips off Scott. Oh, that's like, great, great. It's and me. Prove it. Think. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I I really liked the uh, the scene with Wolverine in the end where he does that flip around the Statue of Liberty. That mm. was an awesome, awesome. One scene. of the best shots in the whole series. Yep. But especially the way the camera pans and circles around him as it's happening, even yeah. if it is CGI. It works. It still it was dope. Cool. Yeah. And so I'm gonna watch um, the rest of them. So three is up next. <laughs> well, you got a commentary track yeah. to watch that with, sir, if you want. <laughs> But or are you watching these all with the wife? No, no. I was going to say, put your headphones on if you are, and yeah. shoot up on your phone. Yeah. I'm, do you think you'll do that, or are you just going to watch it straight? I don't know, I because this is my chance to watch it with your commentary, because I, I don't yeah. revisit these movies that often, especially part three. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, well, put put a your earbud in one ear and leave the movie on in the other. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, my expectations are so low for part three, but I part four is where they introduce McAvoy and uh, Fassbender, right? I is that first uh, class? depends on how you're counting because there's X Men Origins Wolverine. I think oh, that was yeah. part. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, if I man, that, uh, I don't. But know if I I'm think gonna... that one's overhated. I mean, it's got some definite downer parts to it, but uh, it, it it has a lot of cool scenes too. I think that's the one with see. the really weird Deadpool in the end. Yeah. Okay. Here's the order: X Men, X Two, Last Stand. Origins Wolverine, then The Wolverine is next. No, that's the Japanese. That, that's where that's set yeah. in Japanese. Okay. I've watched it many times. It's good. Wait a minute. That, no, 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 no. That's not right. They don't have these in order. Okay. Uh, Origins Wolverine was 2009. X-Men First Class was after that. Then The Wolverine. Then Days of Future Past. Then X-Men Apocalypse. Then Logan. Then Dark Phoenix. And that's the only one. I have not seen Dark Phoenix yet. I... It was it was alright. I didn't hate it. But once you get past the first two, it's... Uh, other than the Wolverine and Logan, they're kind of... Yeah. Eh, even First Class has not held up for me very well on repeat viewings. There's a lot of bad scenes in there. That's the one where Fastbender does that the real slow coin or whatever through the guy's yeah. That I remember. I really like that part. Yeah. And Days of Future Past was good until you start really rolling it around and it's like, you really reset a lot of time things. Like, now, what does that do for the... But that's every time travel movie. So, yeah. it's yeah. a very interesting film, but I, and I still don't think I've seen the Rogue Cut. Okay, that's the one Which, I've, I've watched the Rogue Cut, but I, I don't remember much of it. But they were doing all of this to introduce younger characters, right? So that they could... Phase yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to probably eventually get through all of them, but I'm, I don't know. After the second one, I'm like, all right, so now it's time to start lowering the expectations. Although I did, I re- do remember really liking the Wolverine and Logan is really good. Uh, and yeah. I really, I, I, it's been years, but I really liked first class. But again, I haven't seen that in so long. That's, that's Kevin Bacon, right? He's the bad guy. Yeah, and he's decent in it. It, it the, it's the younger kids where it's now we're getting hip and oh, a little bit yeah. a millennial yep. kind of and McAvoy, I don't maybe I shouldn't even say, but one thing that kind of annoys me with McAvoy is that any time that he uses his power, he always goes 
he's always touching his forehead, just, <gasps> and, and it's like, dude, just stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just do it once in a while, but every, ooh. <laughs> Fastbender did make a good uh, Magneto, though. Heck yeah, he did. Yep. There's a great scene in a bar, and I think it was in first class. Yeah. Where he's hunting down these Nazis. Well, yeah, isn't that yeah, the, that's the coin into the head thing? No, that's uh, for Kevin Bacon at the end. Oh, with, with okay. That scene, he goes, uh, he goes and he goes into this bar in Argentina, and there's a couple of ex-Nazis sitting in there that he recognizes, and uh, they start speaking in German, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I speak German too, it's all subtitled, and what do you do? Oh, I'm a tailor. What do you do? I'm a pig farmer. He goes, huh, that's funny. My entire family was slaughtered by tailors and pig farmers. And they're like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, and, start, <laughs> and then he takes a knife and is like stabbing them and using his power to bring it back and stab other people and they start yeah, pulling I guns. Remember that. Yeah. It's a great, great scene. I love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching them. Uh, I'm not going to plow through them like I would plow through like James Bond or whatever, but I'm like, every now and then I'm going to watch one. Especially now that I got the first two done, I'm like, all right. So are you going to go chronologically with all of them? I think so, yeah. Unfortunately, because I'm going to probably get burned out, you know. By after part three. After part three, I'm <laughs> guessing I'm going to be burned out. That's the one where Magneto <laughs> loses his power in the end, but doesn't, obviously. Yeah. All yep. right. Yeah. And Brett was, Ratner. Brett Ratner, yep. Rush Hour 1, 2, 3, and X-Men 3. I, don't know, I remember seeing it in the theater with my wife, and we were both like... That was the best one. That was great. <laughs> I watched that bitch three times in a row for yep. your pleasure. Yes, so you, you should, did. You should listen to that commentary. <laughs> it still has some good effects and it. it's got some good stuff in it, but it also has some weak effects and some dumb ideas. Yeah. It's short runtime, like much shorter than the first two. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. I'm I... the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Do a real quick revisit of G.I. Joe 2 Retaliation. Kind of rewatch that one. And that's still a fun movie. I want to watch Snake Eyes that's either out or coming out, even though it's getting uh, similar reviews to the first G.I. Joe movies. Retaliation is a pretty fun movie. I don't know how long it's been since you've watched those movies, but I, I like them. They're, yeah, they're, me too. They're corny and cheesy and Stephen Summersy. That's the best way to put it. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and all that stuff that people absolutely love to hate. I don't hate them. I think they're interesting and fun to look at. G.I. Joe 2 Retaliation is no different. I, I didn't feel any different on it this watch. Uh, I feel like it's a little bit better than the first one, because uh, the first one, Stephen Summers does a little bit more talky-talky. I don't even know if he directed the second one. I think it was somebody else. Uh, and another one, this will be my last one, then we'll coming soon and wrap up. Noah from Darren Aronofsky. You've seen that one before, right? Yes. Okay. And I wasn't extremely positive on it, but it was popping up on Pluto, so I watched it again. And I have the Blu-ray. I just couldn't be bothered. Uh, Noah is chosen by God to undertake a momentous mission before an apocalyptic flood cleanses the world. With great cast. Russell Crowe, Jennifer Connelly, Anthony Hopkins, Emma Watson, and on and on and on. As I recalled, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, there were some interesting ideas, but the end really 
spun off a little bit and it was kind of weird and just didn't care for it. And this time I appreciated the bulk of the first three-fourths a lot more than I did the first time. There are some really good filmmaking techniques and really sweet story ideas in there and stuff that I didn't find very much in conflict with the Bible, which is always a big deal for talking about this movie around here. And I was thinking about it. I wonder what my parents would think about this movie. I might have them watch it sometime. But when we get to that that last quarter, yep. it's really right before the boat lands, things start spinning off a little bit. And it's not that his thinking is wrong or something. It's just, it just gets weird and it feels out of place. And then we just kind of peter around in the, the, the ending of the movie for a little while. And then it's just like, well, my bad. I guess we're just all moving on. It's like, I mean, all right. <laughs> uh, I think it would have been more interesting to maybe go a little bit of a different direction. But I think I could talk my parents through enjoying this movie, at least enjoying the ideas that it's presenting. And that's saying something, because they don't go off book, you know what I mean? And neither do yours. Uh, but it's it's similar to The Last Temptation of Christ. Is there stuff in there that's not in the Bible? Yes. This is also an interesting way to interpret that story. And that doesn't mean it's necessarily wrong. It's just an interpretation, and hey, maybe this happened. You can't put every single line and phrase... I think they said the story of Noah in the Bible is only like five chapters or something. That's not nearly enough to explain that entire story and the background of what it must felt like to build that boat for 40 years, and he was like 900 years old when he died, and you know what I mean? Like, there's so much more context that can go into a story when you have that much time frame behind it, especially when you're dealing with uh, supernatural beings and, you know, uh, faith and spirituality and doubt and in what you're doing and prophecy, but carrying it out for that long. Could you maintain that kind of uh, effort for 40 years? We can barely maintain effort for 90 minutes on this show, for shit's sake, let alone something that we can't quantifiably prove uh, to, as building a boat for 40 years. Yeah. You know, so that it, I think feel like when they put background behind it in these interpretations, it doesn't bother me, because it's not necessarily in the book, yes, correct? Yep. But also, you go, would go through a lot of emotions in if you lived more than 100 years, and there's supposedly he lived like 900. Uh, so it doesn't really bother me. Even even the, the ending and all that stuff, it's like, oh, okay, maybe that happened, maybe it didn't, whatever. I don't have to, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't bother me. It's fine. I just think that as a movie, it was an odd way to kind of take some yeah. of the story. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you. I mean, I granted. I Darren Aronofsky. I love his movies, but I'm just that's just one that I have not had a desire to rewatch. The special effects in the first half are incredible, and the story they tell about with creation and everything that, yeah. that stuff's all really interesting. And Anthony Hopkins is great, and I, there's a lot of special effects in that movie. Uh, and they look really good. Russell Crowe's good in it. I, I give it a thumbs up. Uh, okay. Uh, got anything coming soon? Um. I got gutters coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um. Sure got something coming up. <laughs> I was just... Um. Vinegar Scorpion. Yeah. I mean, there's the... The Vinegar Syndrome stuff I got is The Killer's Delight, 
uh, Through the Fire and The Lamp. And The Lamp is the good one. That was actually, it went by an alternate title called The Outing, which is about this evil genie. That's a solid 80s. I bet you would dig that one, actually. Just, it's part slasher, part 80s creature feature with a cool creature and your typical, you know, 80s characters. That was a good movie. But the uh, other two... Yeah. Um, Panther Squad starring Sybil Danning. That's a uh, full moon release. That'll be good. Um, <laughs> oh, come on, Sybil Danning. Yeah, the cover looks great. It's. <laughs> um, oh, I, I rewatched Aliens. I literally like every year I rewatch Aliens. I just do. I, I, my wife likes the X-Men movies, so we go through those about once every two years or so. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, boy, I feel like it's been a couple of years since I've seen Aliens. No, it's been about a year. I, I It's the perfect action movie. Uh, and every time I watch it, I'm like, it's perfect. Like, it is the perfect action, science fiction, horror, drama, everything. Everything is perfect. Uh, so, uh, there's that. I guess that's not coming soon. That happened. Oh. Um, Review coming soon. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I had messaged you about a director that we, I thought we should... Wasn't there someone or an actor or something that I thought we should have a breakdown on? Oh, boy. If you did, it was a while ago. It wasn't Paul Verhoeven. Um, no, we did that already. Yeah. I thought that there was one just recently. I'm like, you know, that would be a good one to, to uh, break down and discuss, but... Don't remember. I'm looking. Um, X-Men, The Wraith. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. I thought that oh, might be kind of fun. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because yeah. I, t- I told you I'm not going to do that till you rewatch Lockstock. Yeah. So once you rewatch Lockstock, then we can do that. Okay, which I'm going through all his gangster movies. Uh, I'm not sure if Revolver counts as a gangster movie or not with Jason Statham. It's kind of, I mean, yeah. it's a gangster locked up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Lockstock is the one that I'm, I'm still needing to watch. Um, so anyway, there's that. Um, Bad Batch is still, I swore to myself, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the show. And then I'm like, I got a half hour to it's kill. It's still going? Oh, it's like, oh, oh, every weekend. It's like, I just want it to be done. Just be done. So I can say I watched season one. It's like, oh, <laughs> Actually, oh, I hate her character. I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh, it's the lead, the girl in it. Uh. <laughs> but when you rewatch Mad Max Fury Road, I'd like to talk about that sometime. Okay. Um, cause I'll I try and get that done this week. Yeah, I haven't seen that since the theater. I've literally only watched that movie one time in the theater. I think I've watched it uh, twice now. Theater and once on Blu-ray. Okay. And there you go. Okay, for me, I might check out that Blood Red Sky. It's something about vampires on a plane. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That looked kind of cool. Uh, the Fear Street series, Jupiter's Legacy. I need to get started on that. I've got friends that are talking about it, so I want to check that out. Um, Motu Revelation, Masters of the Universe. Oh, yes, that's another one that I wanted to check out. I want to check that out. It's getting crazy reviews, positive oh, and negative. Oh. So, positive and negative. Uh, it seems like Masters of the Universe fans quite like it, and Kevin Smith haters really hate it. Why? Because Kevin? they, because oh, Kevin Smith is the showrunner of that show. Oh, I did not know it. he is. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Yep. 
and he wrote an episode or two. He didn't write all of them, uh, but he got his friends who are great writers to come in and write the other episodes. But he was the showrunner because he was a huge fan of the original, uh, which I can't say that I was. I watched some episodes. I have a DVD collection somewhere around here that has some of them. I just missed the boat on it. Uh, so I'm not, I wouldn't be going into it like Masters of the Universe purist. Uh, and the animation looks sweet. So they released five episodes and then sometime here they're going to release like five more. Uh, so I'm going to try and get through that and see what all the hubbub is about. Kevin Smith ruined my childhood. Uh, it's like, okay, well, he didn't direct every episode and he didn't write every episode, so... But he was involved. But he was involved, so... And fuck him, you know? It's, I hate that attitude. It's so dumb. Yeah, it is. Uh, and Fury Road, I guess. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, Netflix has been... I've been kind of cruising through there and they've been adding some more stuff that, like, oh, I should check that out. That looks pretty good. Have you been watching any Olympics? No. No. Well, we don't have TV. We just can watch the... Like, they have some stuff on Peacock? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Oh, okay. So, are, is there any live stuff on there? No, but no, she just old. watches replay stuff. But, the, oh, the kids just... Let's, the skateboarding stuff is legit awesome. Like, Well, that dude got his bunghole shoved in. That was pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're all about the skateboarding stuff. And there's, like, certain ones that we want to watch. The skateboarding... Swimming. Wife really wants to watch the gymnastics. Uh, oh, my I, wife revealed to me that that's the one thing that she wishes we could watch is the Olympics. She's like, I, I could just park myself in front of the TV 12 hours a day and watch the Olympics. And I was just like, what? Mm, I'm good for an hour. Maybe. I was like, no, thank you. I'm good. We're, oh, oh, I, we're going through, I guess I forgot to write this down in my notes. We're going through the Batman series with the boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, How's that going? Do they like it or are they bored or... How's it going? Good question. Uh, basically, as you expect, come on, guys, put the tablets down. We're going to watch a movie. Ugh, you know, and we're only watching a half an hour a night. Yeah. But I want to watch it. And my oldest one's like, I'd rather go. I'd rather go sit in my room and stare at nothing. What? I'm like, well, because we're making him put the tablet down. So he gets a real pissy attitude. And I just told him, if you don't lose this attitude with the tablets, you're not going to have them anymore. I'm sick of it. Ugh, fine. And then he sits down, and five minutes later, he's pretty much all into it. Of course. But we got to have this argument every night, and the huffing and the puffing and the attitude and the grumbling. So we're through uh, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, and now we're a uh, half hour into Dark Knight Rises. Or a little more. And we're going to watch more of it tonight, whether you like to or not, Junior. <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, so every day it's like that. But, uh, yeah. And my youngest got a little, my youngest got a little creeped out by Two Face. I haven't really seen him get too creeped out by anything before, but I mean, he's only seven. You know, he was like, yeah. He just kind of would hold a blanket up and be like, Dad, just tell me when he's not on the screen anymore. Like he wasn't scared, but he's just like, ah, I don't really want to look at that. So anytime Two Face scene came on, he kind of would just turn around or just put a blanket up. And he's okay. not like having nightmares or anything, but he's just like, eh, I don't want to look at that. Wow, even even more than um, uh, Scarecrow in the first one. I always thought the Scarecrow yeah. was it was creep creepy. Yeah, but no, Two Face got him a little bit more. Huh. Understandably so. It's gross as hell. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, now we're into Dark Knight Rises and Bane, and we just found Catwoman, and we're doing some other. I think we're right about to get into that car chase pod 
a bat pod chase. I think, you know, where they uh, steal Bruce Wayne's money from the stock exchange or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. So after that, what's the next one? Or are you going to go through, like... Um, I don't know. I could maybe start showing them some of the animated ones, but those are more adult than the... Yes, they are. Freaking live action ones. Yeah, they After are. that, I don't know. Probably give them a break. Let them watch their stupid bullshit. Yeah. I, and they're still on uh, Minecraft videos? Occasionally, but I try and put the kibosh on that as much as I can. But see, they find ways around it, because I, they've been banned for YouTube for a year, at oh, least. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They're, they don't, they're not allowed to watch YouTube. But they go to... Uh, Pluto TV has a Minecraft channel. Yes, it does. But, yes, we've watched it. We have yeah. watched that. But at least that one is regulated as opposed to YouTube. So at least it's geared for kids and there's not going to be like swearing and stuff. Whereas you go watch any old random Minecraft video on YouTube and yeah. it could be anything. They, they they can be crazy. So I don't want them watching those. Uh, why are we talking about Minecraft? I know. I... <laughs> uh, there's this other series on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. Season two just came out. Yep, I don't know I if know you it. saw that. But I might check out some of those episodes. I don't watch all of them, but some of them I might. And that's it. Anything else? I nope. I don't think so. <laughs> check out what's going on on the old Facebook right, right now. <laughs> oh, not much. Man. Not. <laughs> no, not much. Just more anti-vax stuff to block. Oh, I oh I block so much garbage. Mm-hmm. I wish that they would, uh, as much as they want to boycott the vaccine, I wish they would boycott Facebook. Yeah. That, that would make me very happy. They talk about how awful it is. Well, boycott it then. Yeah. That's what I always, t- that's what I tell everybody. Then boycott it. Well, but all my relatives and friends are on, well, then you don't stand for anything. Then quit bitching about it. Yeah. Oh, oh, before I forget, here's one that um, I do want to... I'm, I'm considering going to see this in the theater. Um, the new movie, uh, The Green Knight. Night? Yeah. Yeah, that looks that awesome. That looks awesome. But when, I don't know. I mean, I like to, I would like to see it, but honest, in all honesty, it's probably going to be when it streams. Uh, no, never mind. Oh, there's a new Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. Okay, we got to wrap this up because I'm oh, going to watch that. Yeah. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.